Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Some of the least popular episodes of this podcast are the ones that have something about prayer in the title. Not sure why, but the number of Christians who are interested in learning about prayer seems to be smaller than those interested in other biblical topics. That's strange when you consider how much better your life could be if God answered more of your prayers. Not only would that draw you nearer to God and enable you to love Him more, but there would also be more of His grace in your life. And if that doesn't motivate you, have you ever thought about this? What about your responsibility to others? If you became the type of person whose prayers God was prone to answer, then when friends and family came to you with serious needs and you prayed, they would be more likely to get more grace from God because of you. So what does it take to be that person whose prayers have special effectiveness with God? When James says that the prayer of the elders will heal the guy, and it sounds like this absolute thing, we need to understand, that's not unconditional. There's still the conditions. Just the same conditions that he's had all through the book. They, they still uh, apply. How effective are, is, is the elder's prayer going to be? Is it automatic, 100%? No. It, how is effective? It's, it, its effectiveness depends on four things. Relationship, reason, resolve, and request. It depends on the strength of our relationship with God. Those elders, uh, are they intimate with God? Are they, do they have reverence in a relationship, a trust towards God? All that stuff. It depends on their reason for praying. Are they praying with good motives or selfish motives? Worldly motives. It depends on their intensity. Are they really passionate about this? Are they persistent about this? Do they have a lot of resolve? And it depends on, on the request itself. Are they praying for the right thing in accordance with God's will? Now, I know some of you hear that. It's like, oh, all those are still in force. Then that just rips the heart out of the whole passage. Sounded to me like a guarantee. I thought it was a really strong promise. Now you make it on so, dependent on so many different criteria and conditions that the chances of one person, this, being, this, this person being actually healed, sound like they're one in a million now. What sounded like an amazing promise now doesn't sound like much of a promise at all. I believe it really is a special promise a special, different than ordinary, regular prayer for healing. And here's why. It's because those criteria, those four criteria for answered prayer, they're still in place, they're still required, but God is creating a situation where they're most likely to be fulfilled for those criteria to be met. The, the, The one praying has to have a close relationship with God, right? So who does he say to call to pray? The elders of the church. Well, ideally, they're the ones setting the example for a close relationship with God in the church, right? That's why we want them as elders. Uh, next one, the reason for praying, the motive. Well, if you want somebody that's going to have a godly motive and not a worldly motive, the, if the elders are models for spiritual maturity in the church, then they're going to be the ones most likely to have good motives in the prayer. Third one, resolve. Again, elders are all about prayer, right? They, they, uh, you you pay me a salary so that I don't have to work a job so that I can devote my full time to doing what two things? The ministry, the word, and prayer. Right? So you expect the elders, they're going to be the ones that are, if anybody's in the church, it's going to be persistent and earnest in prayer, it's going to be the elders. And then finally, this last one, the request, praying the right thing, asking for the right thing. And I think that's 
that's where this phrase, the prayer of faith, in verse 15, the prayer of faith will make the sick person well. Could it be that that phrase is talking about the same thing in Romans 8 where the Holy Spirit works in your heart and he lets you know? It's not just, normally when you see the praying in faith, anywhere else in scripture you see praying in faith, it just means trusting God, right? You, you, you believe that God is powerful, you believe that he's good, and you trust him to make a good decision on whatever you're asking for. That's what praying in faith means. But here, I think there's very good, uh, there's some good evidence and some good clues in the passage that, that point to this might be beyond that, beyond just saying, God, I trust you to do what's best, and saying, I, I know what you want, God. You've made it clear. You put it on my heart what to pray for. Now, I don't have time to get into all the reasons why I'm landing on that. I told you a few weeks ago that I was considering a new position, and this is it. Um, I don't have time to explain all the, in detail, the, the reasons. I'll plan on doing that next sermon. Um, but if that's correct, if that's correct, then can you see how God is making provision in this situation for, for the prayer to be answered? He, this is a special thing. This isn't just like a normal everyday prayer for healing. He's making provision for each one of those four criteria to be in place uh, so that the chances that this sick person will be healed are actually much higher than with a normal prayer for healing. See, God is eager to answer your prayers. He is. He wants to answer them. He doesn't want to answer them in a way that would harm you, and that's why these four criteria are in place. When I say these, these, these criteria are in place, when I, when I say that you have to do these four things and their requirements in order to get your prayers answered, I hope you don't see that. It's like, ah, oh, man, that's the, that's the fine print. That kind of takes the heart out of the promise. I hope you love these things because they're in place so that God can answer your prayer and do it in a way that blesses you and doesn't harm you. So let's strive for these criteria. Let's strive for them. When we pray for each other, let's strive to have the closest relationship with God that you can possibly have. Abide in Him. Remain in Him. Trust Him. Fear Him. Have reverence for Him. Obey Him. Submit to Him. And when you fail in on any of that, repent, confess to him and repent. Keep a close relationship with God. Secondly, pray for the right reason. Have the right motive. If you ask for anything from God, make sure it's for his glory and for the sake of having your, helping your heart love him more and enjoy him more. Anything else, don't pray it. Don't pray it. Third, pray with resolve. Pray your heart out. Pray your heart out and don't give up. And then finally, seek God's will so that you can get to the place where your desires are the same as his desires. And your prayers then will become a tool in his magnificent hands to do glorious things. We're not all called to be elders in the church, but we can all aspire to have the qualities that make the elders' prayers so powerful. Just as Scripture calls people in need to go to the elders for prayer— Wouldn't it be great if the Holy Spirit moved the people around you to come to you for prayer when they had needs because of how often God answers your prayers? All the requirements God lays out for answered prayers are good for you, and they all produce many other blessings in your life besides just answered prayer. So let's strive for those qualities. For today, just pick one. Pick one of them. Listen to the list again and and just select one to focus on today. Number one. Strive for a more intimate relationship with God. You do that by trusting Him, fearing Him, 
loving him and obeying him. Number two, improve your motives in prayer. Seek kingdom priorities. Number three, pray with resolve and passion. Don't give up. And number four, seek God's will so that your desires are the same as his desires. Pick one of those four and run hard after that today. Lord, let this become more of a reality in our hearts. Teach us the profound depths of the privilege of prayer. Let us walk closely with you so that when we ask for healing for one another, the answer could be yes. We started the sermon saying it would be better. Our lives would be better. You'd receive more glory if you said yes to our prayers more often. Let us do these things, Lord, so that we can be people that put on display the great God who answers prayer. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.